It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. And welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA 509 547 is our phone number. You can reach us via email as well, 610KONA.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610, Facebook at the bottom line 610, Getter, bottom line 610. Free mobile app available as well through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. You can listen, you can message. Rob Francis and Greg Neft with you. Greg. Yes, sir. The Martin Luther King holiday is today, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, The slain civil rights leader shot in 1968 on the balcony of the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Dr. King was a civil rights leader in an era when civil rights were not as afforded as they are now where we had segregation that was not self-imposed blacks and whites did not eat at the same counters did not use the same restrooms did not sit in the same place on the bus did not have equal voting rights until 1965 in 1964 President Lyndon Johnson was able to get the Civil Rights Act passed. The next year, they were able to get the Voting Rights Act passed. And that gave all American citizens the right to vote. Now, many people would argue that should have been in place already, and true. Um, Originally, voting rights were afforded to those who had, uh, quote, stake in the game, meaning property owners. Sure. And then it moved into the early 1900s where women got the right to vote. And then in 1965, everyone had the right to vote. That has not changed. There has been nothing that has changed. The Voting Rights Act that was passed in 1965, nothing has changed. Every American citizen has the right to vote. That can't be stated any clearer. So what you are hearing today, what you've been hearing about these horrendous bills called H.R. 1 and S.B. 1, that politicians are using the legacy of Dr. King to try and drum up support for, every American citizen currently has the right to vote. There is not a law that has been passed in any state that takes away the right of an American citizen to vote. Then what's everybody talking about in Georgia? They're talking about the fact that, well, maybe they've shored up some things, closed some loopholes that could create voter fraud which, by the way, exists, in case anybody's wondering. It exists. It's existed for a long time. 
it's existed since arguably the dawn of elections. Voter fraud is a real thing. Whether you choose to believe it or not is up to you. But if you can find a way to do it, it will be done. 1960. Prime example. What, the West Virginia primary? No. Chicago. No. Presidential. 2004, Washington State. Gregoire Rossi. If you do not have anything in place that will absolutely prevent or severely minimize the ability for something to happen, then it's not, then it can absolutely happen. So, for example, if you're a jewelry store and you don't have an alarm system and you don't have locks on your door and you don't have locks on the case, if someone strolls by at 2 o'clock in the morning and finds out the door's not locked and the cases are open, there's a good chance they might come back with some people and rob the jewelry store. Hmm. Because you have not made it secure. You have not protected your wares. It's the same thing with elections. If you don't protect them, if you don't make sure that the ability now that now the jewelry store could have all the cameras in the world and everything else and there could be people out there that can find ways around that and still successfully rob the jewelry store but the percentage of people that have the ability to do that is significantly less than the percentage of people that would be able to rob it with no locks no alarms no cameras and you just hope nobody figures it out but the percentage the likelihood that it'll be robbed will go down the likelihood that it would be robbed with locks and cameras and alarms is significantly less. Significantly less. But with that said, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wanted equality. That's what he pushed for. Equality. Equal opportunity. That the color of your skin did not matter. The religion that you believed in did not matter. You would not be judged on anything other than the character of your person. That is what he strove for. Sure. You would like to believe that there were steps gained, and many steps gained, up until a point where we've kind of gone backwards. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Page back. Kinsley's an idiot. What's going on, man? How goes it? How you been, bud? It's been a while since I talked to you. I just hang out with Greg nowadays. <laughs> yeah. He's not even there to hang out with me. We're best buds, man. <laughs> I know. This is my man, dude. Greg, I'm not so sure about you. I'm super sure about Greg, but I think it should just be kidding. What a wonderful turn of events. <laughs> happy, happy New Year, man. How are you? Good. I'm good, guys. I'm good. I'm good. I got a good, big, huge raise this year for the new year, so I'm, I'm doing great. Congratulations. Doing great. Thank you. But uh, um, I was about earlier I was going to call, but I ended up getting a service call. I had to do some work, you know, and pay the bills and all. But uh, I had a cousin, long story short, I had a cousin who was an extremely great athlete at soccer as a young man. Um, from what I could tell, like, his parents weren't as loving or as nurturing, so to speak, as mine. But he was my cousin, my best, one of my good friends, turned out, 
to the point now, like his father has nothing to do with the whole entire family has nothing to do with him due to drugs and things like that. Took me a long time. Like at one point he came down here, I had to call the cops on him because he was running from the law and was in my truck. And I found that all out. And I'm like, dude, I could have lost my daughter from even just driving you from A to Z, man. But, uh, I think I thought since about mid twenties, I started looking a little bit into mental health issues and drug issues and things like that. My cousin, I'm like, man, there's gotta be a way that we can be better as a society. I've never found a great way, but I think that the way that that people treat drug addicts and drug people or, you know, people that are addicted to drugs isn't at all really helping in any real way. Like maybe getting them off the street, I agree, is an awesome idea. That's, that needs to happen. They don't need to be running around the streets. They don't need to be, you know, running around a schoolyard or anywhere close to that stuff. But, like, I don't think that ever once actually tried to get to the root cause of why that person may be on drugs. Why what caused them to, to turn to this? Because from what I can gather and I've read, it generally seems like the drug is used there by them to escape from something. They're escaping from something. Rather, yeah, like, been horribly molested, unfortunately, by a, a step-parent, you know, things like that. But there's an underlying condition, I believe, that causes that, that causes you to find that thing to cover, to cover the, you know, to put that Band-Aid on. You know, I also, you know, like, alcoholics, I believe it's about the same thing, like, with alcoholism you know there's a there's a root cause to that other than that they're addicted but there's a reason why they got to that point and i'm not saying i have the answers or anything like that other than we sure as heck know insley doesn't have an answer for anything he's an idiot but i just think that by no means am i the guy to solve it but i think that the way that america looks at the drug problem is wrong personally i could be wrong myself but i think the way that they're just looking at it i don't think that we've ever tried to really find the root cause why they're onto it what hurt them I'm not saying that we have the funds or the means to do that, but I think that if you could find a way to, to I don't know, to, to play that out better than just throwing them in jail, just leaving them there and not trying to find the root cause, I think would, would help the Washington and just the entire country out. But that's just a thought. I hope you guys are doing great. Inslee's an idiot. Fauci lied. People died. Biden's an idiot, too. HVAC for governor. Appreciate the call, man. Um, a couple things to un- unpack there. One... I agree. I don't think you can just simply, you know, we used to do it to where we just took anybody and everybody off the street that did something and found that uh, it didn't necessarily help the situation. At the same time, to get to the root cause, you can't force that. You know, we, we talked a little bit earlier, Greg, when you said, can you force someone into this? Can you force someone into that? You can't force someone to open up you can't force someone to face that root cause Mm -hmm. of what's happening you can't force someone to deal with an issue if they don't want to deal with an issue right and if you want help you have to be able to help yourself you have to want the help you have to want the help it's like anything okay after 30 some years i finally wanted to quit smoking Finally, I quit more times than people started. I didn't know you smoked. Oh, yeah. Did for over 30 years. Finally got to a point in time that I was like, you know what? I got to quit. Got to stop. Haven't had a cigarette in over a year. Good for you. But I had to want to because all those times that I said I wanted to before. You didn't really want to. Really didn't want to. No. 
didn't really want to stop. Other people wanted it for you. Right. Or yeah. it was just kind of one of those things, well, you know, I know it's bad for me. I probably should. But I wasn't ready to do it. I mean, it's like watching A&E's Intervention. If you ever see that show. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, they always form the circle of you know shame around the person. And one of two things happens. The person accepts the help or the person does not. And quite frankly, that's because the latter happens because the person, they're not at a point where they feel they need the help. It's been 13 months and one day since my last cigarette. Congratulations. But the reason why I bring it up is this. is the hardest thing I ever had to do. The hardest thing I ever had to do in my life was not do something I had done for 30-some years. The other piece of it is, in order to do that, I had to basically turn around and finally get the resolve Mm. to not do it anymore. If you don't want the help, if you if you are happy in doing what you're doing or not happy but you know you're you're, you're if you are if you you do not want to make the change in your life that you need to make and you don't want to identify it then nothing's going to do that it has to start with the individual and that's where all of the accountability comes into play is the individual you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 KONA what's your name where are you calling from it's just HVAC again. Inslee's an idiot. I just wanted to say I agree with you. I think that's the key to it is that you have to find something to get these people to spark their want, right? I agree. Yep. Like, I won't lie to anybody. I used to be a bad alcoholic. I'm only 30, just turned 38. I was a bad alcoholic. I haven't touched a drink since 2014-ish. Good for you. 15, somewhere in there. And what happened to me, long story short, it wasn't I have a huge, beautiful family. I'm a lucky man. I have a young, beautiful wife who is head over heels in love with me. I don't understand why. Knock on wood. But you know, I have five children, five beautiful children who love me. And looking them in the eyes, I won't lie to anybody. And it it shames me and it hurts my heart to say it. But just to look in my children's eyes or even my princess's eyes when I was drinking or whatever, never stopped me from doing it. It never stopped me. It didn't matter if they were crying because I was being a mean, rude jerk or something or hollering about something. It didn't stop me. The only time that I stopped is when I stopped and looked myself in the mirror and I and I decided I wanted better, that I needed to be better. And that's the only way, and I agree, that's the only way it happened, is when you decide that you want it. Now, like you said, now then that's, that's the ticket, that's the key, is, is trying to figure out that one specific individual or, you know, a mass. In our case, I guess, I'm trying to fix the help with the drug issue or homeless issue, is how do you, how do, you do that? How do you find that one thing that's going to get that one individual Okay, let's say you can find one, you do it, but then you got, you know, what, 100, 200,000 more to try to find that one thing that's going to click, that's going to get them. And like you said, again, you know, even if you can find that thing that, that does pique their interest, if they don't want it, they're not going to do it. And that's a shame. It's, it sucks. And it hurts. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of people suffer, you know, from at one point for me, from suffer, you know, in my family, other people suffering and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't know. I just... Like you said, how do you, how do you find that? How do you get that for a hundred thousand individuals? And, how and do you that, do that? And I don't I don't know. And, and that's the thing. And appreciate the calls. We're we're coming up on a break, HVAC. But appreciate you you giving us a buzz. Um, you, you can't because there are people that aren't going to want it. There are people that are not going to want the help. There are people that are not going to um, want to change the current situation. And that's where you have to have another path for them to go down. Anybody that wants help should get help. If you don't want help and you just want to be 
a negative impact on society and you want to be a public safety risk, then we have ways to deal with that as well. At least more, we used to. <laughs> yep. More of the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A for this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610KONA.com. Back to the bottom line presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, Perfection Tire, four locations here in the Tri-Cities. They've been serving this community for nearly 60 years. Stop by one of those Perfection Tire locations. Experience the great customer service. Of course, they have tires for every make and model of vehicles on the road, but they also provide a number of services to keep your car running the way it should and on the road. Visit one of those four Perfection Tire locations or check out their website, perfectiontire.com. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Bob. I called you earlier about homeless. What's up, Bob? Uh, I want to talk to you about Martin Luther King. Go right ahead. And I want to. I want to start first. Several years ago, like in the 1980s, early 1980s, I interviewed Dick Gregory. Do you know who he was? Sure. Yeah, he was a comedian, for those who don't know, who was a contemporary of Martin Luther King, marched with him and all that kind of stuff. I did an interview with him, and he, he gave me, he was real disappointed in the civil rights movement and what had happened to it, how it had become the color of your skin and not the content of your character, which was what Martin Luther King focused on. Remember, I dream of the day that my children will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And he was worried, rightfully so, that it had become about quotas and numbers and all that stuff. And one of the things that led me to think about is how do you judge people? And I've always judged people on one criteria, and, and our leaders should do the same thing. You're a jerk, or you're not. And that and that's how we should be looking at stuff instead of what color somebody is or whatever. It's your behavior or not your behavior. And that's all I have to say about it. But it was a fascinating interview. The guy was very much fun. But he, he also knew uh, what many of us don't know is that the leaders of the civil rights movement today uh, are wanting us to be divided because they make a lot of money off of it. Absolutely 100% correct, Bob. Appreciate the call, and thanks for sharing the story about Dick Gregory, a guy who I had a tremendous amount of respect for. Um, It is more profitable to keep us divided. Now we are getting into situations and seeing situations on college campuses where they are asking to be segregated, where they are trying to force segregation on floors, in community areas yep. where they want this race only to be allowed so that they're not, quote, triggered People or they feel died safe. against that. People died so that this wouldn't happen in America anymore. People have forgotten about that because how is it being taught anymore? How is it being relayed? And there were many that gave their lives. Pushing for civil rights, pushing for equality, not equity, equality. Dr. King gave his life. Many others gave theirs. And when you hear someone like Joe Biden say on the campaign trail 
that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s death did not have the same impact worldwide that George Floyd's did, it makes you sit there and wonder what exactly they were paying attention to and how history has now remembered them not as kindly. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA. Robert Gregg here on your Monday afternoon. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States of America. 509-547-1610 if you'd like to get involved. Got an email, Greg, from Benton City. Yes. Uh, says, anonymous person speaking. The reason I know alcoholics and addicts are addicted to whatever it may be. They have a brain that tells them it's okay to drink or use. The body of an alcoholic also processes alcohol differently than that of a non-alcoholic person. Until an addict or an alcoholic wants help, there is no help for them. There's only so much society can do for a person. Yeah, and you're correct. Um, and, and I believe what we call that is a tolerance. That your That's body right. builds up and gets used to the things that you put into it. Um Appreciate the email. 547-1610-509-547-1610. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's John from Kennewick. How's it going? Good, John. How are you? Hey, I was just curious. Uh, has anybody called in and mentioned anything about what's going on with the hotel in Clover Island? I know it was on the news a little bit on oh. AM uh, about possibly being bought and turned into permanent housing. Well, I think it is being bought, correct? Yes, it is being bought and turned into essentially micro-apartments. So essentially what this is going to be, you see a lot of this in Seattle, uh, where you have these very high-end but very small apartments uh, that are somewhat affordable. They include all the utilities. There'll be a mini kitchen and a TV. It'll all be furnished, and you move into those things, and it'll be nice, apparently. So from, from my understanding, they had a preliminary meeting on it, and the port is still reviewing it. I don't believe it's been decided on yet. Um, from what I understand, talking to somebody that I know there. And the bad thing about that is, is they're claiming there's going to be like 200 units. And it's like, if you've ever been to Clover Island, I'm not sure where 200 people are going to park in the first place. But there'll be no more <laughs> concerts or anything like that of any sort happening down here. Appreciate. Kind of the bad thing is, like, you know, this island, all this, they're doing millions of dollars of work right now on the shoreline. And, you know, it's sort of an entertainment becca down here. But, anyways, I mean, all the concerts and things that happen here all summer, looks like the only place you might be able to do that anymore is going to Richland, if that happens. Appreciate the call, John. There's a couple of different things involved in it. The 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 hotel itself is not owned by the port. The hotel itself is privately owned. Yep. The land that's adjacent that this company wants to buy is the land that's owned by the port. And they're the ones that haven't decided as to whether or not they want to sell adjacent land that they own to this company because you would expect that it would be turned into, you would think, shouldn't say expect, you would think that that would be turned into parking to try to alleviate that issue, because John's absolutely right. Yeah, Most of your parking, I mean, you've got shared parking between Cedars and the Clover Island and so on and so forth, but there's land there that's owned by the port that the company wants to buy and that the port has not signed off on selling as of yet. 
You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Phil from uh, West Richland. What's on your mind, Phil? I'm, con- I, I'm concerned that all these motel conversions to apartments are for low-income immigrants that are moving in from wherever. I don't know. Just uh, just a thought. There's some of that going on elsewhere that uh, they're converted. And anyway, appreciate appreciate the call, Phil. I don't know that we can say that as a fact. I know that in order for there are certain designations that come with certain housing, and I don't believe that the micro apartments that they're looking at making out of the hotel rooms at the Clover Island Inn would get a designation that would fall into low income. Now, I know that that there was discussion, and I don't don't believe it would, there was discussion um, about the Willows with the Port of Kennewick, uh, the Columbia Gardens project that used to be low income back in that area, and there was a push by one of the port commissioners, um, Moak, Thomas Moak, to... Uh, possibly turn that back into low-income housing again, or there was discussion that he was uh, in favor of doing that. I don't know right. that that well, has moved. I don't know that that's moving forward in that regard. But I don't believe that what we're looking at with uh, the Clover Island situation would be along those same lines. No, no, no. Right. Well, there's a lot of private uh, properties being converted now, as you know. Um, I don't know. I'm just concerned that, uh, you know, we could be a dumping ground here for that kind of thing. I don't know. Nope. We hear you, Phil. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, and of course we've been following that story um, here on News Radio 610 KNA, and we'll continue to do so. Yeah, what um, these are, I mean, you see a lot of these in Seattle and Portland now. They, they build these new modern high-rises and stuff, right. these things with like little studio apartments and all that. And See, that's the thing, though. A lot of people here don't want to be that. Right. They don't want to become Seattle and Portland. I, I understand, but that's that's the latest trend in apartment dwelling. Look, the latest trend in, res, in, in quote, residential living is a dirt heap with blue streetlights. Where's what, what, what? the Vista Field Project? Okay. It's bare. All right. Do I know this one? You should. Oh, three, three, three phases across from the uh, Toyota Center okay. that is nothing right now. Okay. And that was supposed to be modeled after the, the latest and the hottest over on the west side, the the combination of retail and living and all this other well, stuff. Well, retail, which, there's a limit here. I mean, well, why you know. say it's going to be a theater and retail and all this other stuff, and it's and it's dirt mounds with blue streetlights. No, oh. that's it because there's nice. there's nothing else happening. But this is an existing building. Yeah, it in is in an area that's already well established and is quite frankly very high end. It would not. I mean, it won't be nearly as much to you know redo it on the inside. Oh no, it's going to take work to redo it on the inside. Well, of course, Clover Island's I, been there for a long time. Yeah, but the shell is there. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, the shell's there, but it would certainly take time to make the conversion, and then of course, depending on what they would like to charge. We'll make the determination as to how successful it's going to be, and Can't then be more what the terms going to be. Oh, I bet it can. Uh, I'd like to see it. Oh, I bet it can. Well, I'll tell you what: if it's more than what I'm paying right now, monthly rent, I owe you a Coke. Wow, a whole Coke? Yeah, really? Or Pepsi, but not Shasta. I don't do that. 
Wow. All right. That's it's 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 good to know uh, that we're we're in carbonated beverage land now. What? As far as our wagers are concerned. <laughs> what would you like to bet? I don't know. I I I don't know what it's going to look like. I do know that there are a lot of people. Obviously, they're going to be impacted by it. Um, and that there are a lot of people who uh, it, it would change the complexion of Clover Island completely and totally. Clover Island, as our caller earlier, John alert, uh, allured or alluded to earlier. Entertainment destination, lots of restaurants. There have been concerts on the island for a long time. It would definitely change the fundamental aspect of Clover Island. And um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Port of Kennewick does because I think their decision is going to have a major impact on what happens with the future of that project. We'll see. But we will. You're absolutely right. Let's take our final time out. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is Monday afternoon, Martin Luther King Day. Certainly hope you join us for the final few minutes. Back to wrap up after this. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottom line 610. Now, back to the show presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KA final few minutes here on your Monday afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Robin Greg hanging with you. Message from the mobile app, Google Play, and the Apple stores. You can always bet Yingling beer. Yes, we can. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, we can. Okay, I'll tell you what, then. I owe you a six back then. Okay. If, 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 oh. if they, they price these more than what I'm paying right now. Okay. Remember, um, I live in a full-size one-bedroom. These are going to be like micro-apartments. Okay. Studios. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Oh, we'll see. 509-547-1610 if you would like to get involved. But um, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's been a national holiday for close to 40 years now. Rightfully so. Um, But what you're seeing and what you're hearing at the national level now and the taking of Martin Luther King Jr.'s name and trying to use it for things that, well, maybe he didn't necessarily stand for, like this attempt to convince people that there are people that don't have the right to vote. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Philly, it's Troy from Finley. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Good. I was. I had to take off, but on your earlier topic, I'll tell you, I, I grew up in Spokane, and uh, this past summer was up there, and we were leaving downtown for some stuff, and there was, you know, the the – for lack of a better term, the, the homeless element, the, the you know the fear that there was a guy by the McDonald's downtown that was having some kind of episode on the sidewalk, and he had a. My son goes, he's got a knife, you know. And I thought of all the young people working at that McDonald's that got to go to their cars, you know, and deal with that. And I'm not being unsympathetic, as you said, to legitimate you know causes, but. Uh, they got to come up with something, and he's got Mr. Inslee needs to worry a little less about the mask and all the other craziness and that. And, and we were in Aberdeen two summers ago, and, and tell you what, it's bad. 
and it, and I'm just hoping it doesn't work its way to our area down here because it's it is really bad in some of the spots in this state. Thanks, guys. Hey, Troy, appreciate the call. Thanks for buzzing in and, and sharing with us. Look, the problem is not what we have done. The problem is what we're not doing. Yeah. It, it's not like we have to do anything other than go back to enforcing laws that the legislature has weakened, um, mandates that they have basically come down and said, well, we're not going to do it this way anymore. Again, remember, a King yeah. County prosecutor said not too long ago, if you bring a gun to school and you're a kid, well, we're probably not going to prosecute you. Huh. It's those kind of things. But again. Well, I mean, it's I mean what they're trying to do to drive by shootings. I understand. That's probably, I mean, that's probably not going to happen now, but still. What we're talking about is making it harder for law-abiding citizens to live. It's making it harder for law-abiding citizens to feel safe. You create the chaos, and the government, the government that those on the left would like you to believe has your best interest at heart, doesn't. They are passing laws to make you less safe. They are allowing entities that can create a public safety risk to have free reign. The federal courthouse in King County is a war zone. It's an absolute nightmare. People get attacked because of the homeless camp that was across the street from it. Hate to be a lawyer to have to go there. That's who were getting attacked. Hmm. But it really didn't matter if you were a lawyer or not. There was a woman who was sexually assaulted in the bathroom by a homeless guy. In the federal now, courthouse. In the courthouse in King County. The federal courthouse. They were they were telling people not to go to work hmm. because of the assaults that were happening. Oh. Random attacks. And no one does anything about it. That's the problem. Most people don't like conflict. No, most, I, don't, I don't go seeking a fight. Most people shy away from conflict. Most people don't take conflict head on. That's why you don't hear more, com- more people banging the drum on these issues because they figure if they can avoid it and it doesn't happen to them, they don't have to deal with it. It's not impacting them or their family. They don't work there. Not as big an issue. The problem is when people stay quiet about it, it grows. The issue becomes larger. Right. And it when, when you its tentacles into other things. Exactly. When you stop paying attention to it, it moves to another area. The west side of the state is plagued with this issue. And it's not because they're not throwing money at it. They're throwing lots of money at it. They're throwing more good money after bad at this problem and getting nowhere with it. Because where's the money going? Is it really going to help the problem? Or is it going to entities that claim that they're there to help the problem, (laughs) but they're not really helping the problem? That's the bigger issue, is that... It's a lot of lip service right? and not a lot of action. No, of course. The action is turning heads. The action is allowing it to happen. 
That's why you're hearing the screaming finally out of San Francisco. It's it, enough. It's why you're finally hearing people. I mean, it, now look, the elections that happened in Seattle in mm-hmm. November, not by any stretch of the imagination, a wide sweeping change. What they did was mm-hmm. they went from the farthest extreme to a little more left of center. Yeah. Instead of having a socialist for a mayor, they've got a more moderate Democrat as a mayor. Yeah. But it's a start because people are finally saying, we've had enough of these policies. They're not helping us. Well, I've always likened the airport as a good example. The airport is often the safest place in a major metropolitan area. You know that nothing bad is going to happen there. At least, mm, no crimes. You would anyway. like to believe. Inside security, how about that? Yes. Okay, because quite frankly, criminals don't like to have to spend $500 to get a little piece of paper that says, I'm allowed to board, and they will check that. So once you're inside security, nothing's going to happen to you. You're safe. You're probably the safest place in the city. SeaTac Airport inside security is probably the safest place there is. And criminals know that there, nothing is going to happen there, so they stay away from there. They're not going to even approach it. They're not going to even try. And ultimately, that's a perception as much as it is a reality. And that's what I think needs to happen with other parts of society. We need to have a perception that you, if you do something in a particular area, something bad will happen to you. But see, Greg, that's the problem. We had that perception for a long time. Right. The reality, however, didn't back is not backing that perception up. The reality now is right. saying you can do these things. Right. You can push a woman in front of a subway train. You could stab a woman. Right. In her workplace, you can attack a woman at 5 o'clock in the morning right. at a bus stop. Sure. But the perception at the airport, no, you cannot do that but, and but, get away but, with it. But, but, but the perception that the airport is one small element. But, but think about it for a it's second. It's one small aspect. Criminals don't even bother. But, and, and they don't, and that's fine. But they used to not bother on a larger scale. Right. They used to not bother outside of you the airport. You didn't go into nicer airport areas. Right. Sure. Because you knew that the, the cops were going to jump right on you. But now with the laws that have been passed, we have seen the pushing of the boundary. Yeah. We have seen how far. What can we do to get away with? The laws that have been passed in this state over the last couple sessions that have restricted and impeded law enforcement from doing their jobs that have made it more difficult for them to catch criminals, to be actively involved in trying to keep the public safe, have been a direct contributor to people feeling less safe where they go. It has emboldened criminals and not emboldened the public. And those people who are law-abiding citizens are the ones who are supposed to feel free and safe. Not the criminal element. They are not the ones that are supposed to feel free and safe and have the ability to do what they want to do without any type of accountability. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. And that's where we continue to move in this state and in places like Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York City. 
That'll do it for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. The Tri Cities Afternoon News. Coming your way next.